Why should I care? Why should I care? And why should I care? And why should I care? You'll be saving lives. I repeat, why should I care? Why should I care? Why should I care about any of this? Why should I care? I'm not sure why I should care. I don't know why I should care. All right. Hello and welcome back to the Why Should I Care podcast. You have made it to episode number three on this beautiful Wednesday, and we're so glad you are here. This is the daily podcast where I give you one thing that you shouldn't care about and another thing that you really need to care about today. These daily topics are intended to keep you thinking from a conservative biblical worldview. Just a quick reminder that we are a brand new podcast just getting started this week, and we could really use your help and we could really appreciate your support if you could do a couple of things for us. Uh, number one, would love to make sure that you are subscribed. That means uh, you make sure that you're getting new episodes downloading into your phone or computer as soon as they are released. The other big thing you can do is to leave us a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts. Uh, right there is a place where you can do your part to help us continue to see our show grow. Please share this with somebody that you think would love it. We, If you do those things, we would so much appreciate your help and support. Uh, another quick update is that we just got our website up and running. Uh, the web address that you can check out is ycarepodcast.com. Again, that is ycarepodcast.com. Dot com. And when you go there, we're asking you to please uh, put in your email address and get future updates from us. That would be great. If you have any thoughts, concerns, questions, or comments, uh, please send me an email at my new email address, which is adam at ycarepodcast.com. Again, adam at ycarepodcast.com. So today, in today's Don't Care section... No doubt you've heard the news already of the monster who went into a grocery store two days ago and shot up the place, killing 10 people, including a police officer. On this podcast, we refuse to name mass murderers since most of them are only motivated by notoriety. And so we are refusing to give it to him. But what is it about this story that you shouldn't care about today? Well, you should not care anything about what color his skin is. Neither should you care about the name that he was given at birth. Let me just offer you some advice. If you want to stay sane in this generation, I would advise turn off the talking heads of cable news. I always recommend listening to the news rather than watching or reading. When you're receiving information into your ears rather than through your eyes, what happens is you become far more analytical and can think through things before having your opinions uh, altered by the images that you see flashing in front of you. By the way, this is why I love podcasts. The image-based media uh, has an advantage because they bias those images and they keep you glued to a screen by doing so. Listen to this article that I picked up from the Daily Wire written by Ash Show. 
which illustrates exactly why you should never jump to conclusions about people without first knowing the details. As soon as the shooting was reported at Boulder, Colorado grocery store, members of the media and activists rushed to insist the shooter must be white, and specifically a, quote, white supremacist before his identity was even released. When news outlets reported that the suspect had been apprehended, numerous verified Twitter accounts suggested the shooter must be white as any other race. Some claimed would have been shot at the scene. The suspected shooter was shot at the scene but in the leg and was taken into custody. Deadspin editor Julie DeCaro and USA Today editor Hemel Javari insisted in a conversation that the shooter was a, quote, white man, with Javari referring to him as a, quote, angry white man. Amy Siskind, a feminist activist, said the shooter was almost certainly a white man because he was apprehended. Once she learned of the race of the suspect, however, she pivoted to suggesting people mourn the victims and not focus on the identity of the killer. Of course, the correct position came out after she proved to be wrong. Author Mina Harris, niece of Vice President Kamala Harris, posted, then deleted, a tweet declaring, quote, Violent men are the greatest terrorist threat to our country. I'll post the link to this amazing article in the show notes so you can go read it for yourself. But what's amazing to me is that the left exposes its own biases in these obviously racist reactionary tweets. They are attempting to paint their own view of the world onto a situation that they know nothing about. Before the facts arrive, before things are confirmed, they are already tweeting this must be a white supremacist, racist, white man, angry white man. It's whiteness to blame here. And what they're doing, see, is they are painting their own version of reality onto the truth before they can confirm that it that it even happened. My point today is this. We can all be guilty of doing the same thing. What we should never care about is the skin color, the name, the hairstyle, what they've posted on their Facebook page, or the, even the words that were spoken of this monster. As soon as it was revealed earlier today, as I'm recording this, that the shooter had a Muslim name, guess what happened on the right side? Everybody I saw on social media, on Parler, began to do exactly the same mistake, which is that we painted our own biases onto that person because of his name, making all kinds of assumptions before knowing anything at all. And why is this? Why should we not care? about the name, about the face, about the skin color. Because I believe there's only one accurate way to judge someone's character, to judge someone's life, and that is by observing their actions. See, the law is not concerned about his skin color, or shouldn't be. The law should never be concerned about his name or what neighborhood he grew up in or what country he came from. The law should be concerned about one thing and one thing only. What did he do? You will find yourself in the same place. We must learn how to judge life and judge people, judge character, not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, which is revealed through their actions. So what's the one thing we do need to care about on this day? I believe we need to pay attention 
How is it on a day like today that our culture has come to a place where two mass shootings can happen in less than a week, and it seems like most of us barely yawn? Can I remind you, we are living in a sick culture. And when a massacre like this happens, instead of pointing the finger where it belongs at the sickness of our culture, instead we point at skin color, and then some begin to point their finger at the tool of murder, which is the gun. What is common among 90% of these mass killers? Do you know? Fatherless, unmarried men. I didn't say white men, black men, brown men, Asian men, Native American men. No, nothing like that. The fact that they, by and large, these are fatherless, unmarried men. And so before we immediately begin to blame white supremacy, before we begin to blame the tool of murder that was in their hand, maybe we should be talking about broken homes, failed marriages, and lack of family connection. Maybe these listless, purposeless young men, without the challenge of marriage and family, maybe this is what's causing a whole generation to flounder into dangerous mental instability. Maybe instead of passing federal laws to limit law-abiding citizens' rights to keep and bear arms, maybe instead of that, we should be passing federal laws to treat mental illness. Maybe we should incentivize young at-risk men to help them, to train them to get jobs, to get married, and to have children. Whoa, what an amazing world that would be. And even more than that, maybe we should pay attention to the spiritual factors behind the scene to be reminded that the true change of a person's heart doesn't come from just getting a job, doesn't come from just getting married or having children, but the true change that must happen in many of these young men is that they must be renewed in their spirit. They need revival. They need to deal with the true issue, which is the evil which lives in every man's heart. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? This is why we know that the only thing that can transform the human heart is not a law passed by Congress, it's not a politician elected to office, not even a check sent out to the masses. These solutions will never address the spiritual problems that cause them. What we truly need, dear listeners, is a spiritual fix for spiritual problems. What is that spiritual fix? I'm glad you asked. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We are approaching the Easter season, so let us remember who truly changes hearts and minds. Let us remember that those of us who call ourselves believers and disciples of Jesus, let us get serious about our call to reach the lost and broken with the good news of the gospel right here in our culture. We want to do our part to prevent heartbreaking tragedies like this in the future. I think this is why we should care. Because by doing our part to plant the seeds of God's word in the hearts of others, we are doing our part to reach the desperate souls of our generation, and we are making a better world for our children and our grandchildren. So with that, I'll say, shine on, happy warriors. Be engaged, be in prayer, 
and be here tomorrow for the next edition of Why Should I Care?